HD Smartcast. You are listening to an HD Smartcast original. What drives us today? I'm sure it's not money anymore. It's innovation, creativity, empathy, and inclusivity. These are some of the words we come across in the corporate world today. But who are these people who are responsible for such a drastic change and how did they come to these life altering conclusions Let's find out on HT Smartcast leadership lessons I'm your host Swati and continuing my journey of 18 years I'll be talking to the best thought leaders CEOs and top managers to understand how they build their teams companies solutions and themselves Like me if you wish to nurture the hidden leader in yourself Tune into this HT Smartcast original. Change is a constant in life, and that's how we're driven in life. For anything that we need to adopt, we kind of change according to surroundings, and that's how the world around us is changing. Globalization. Now, that's a big word. When everybody is trying to adapt to the new changes in the environment. the workforce needs to be aligned and that's where a lot of new b schools which come into picture train you for a better life and that's where universal business school comes into picture universal business school is ranked among the most innovative business schools in india our guest tarun anand the founder and chairman of universal business school is a visionary leader in india's management education diaspora under his leadership ubs has become one of the leading b schools in india offering students excellent placement opportunities after their mba let's find out how ubs is transforming the lives of our future leaders and preparing them for the challenges ahead hi tarun welcome to hd smartcast leadership lessons happy to have you on the show and somebody who's been associated with the education sector because what we really meet is the people from corporate sector and what we're not able to define for our listeners is how the education that you've taken is getting implemented in today's corporate life i think your being on the show somewhere will help us bridge that gap beautifully let's first start with your journey to set up the universal business school Everybody is talking about successes when you actually become successful but what my listeners will be more interested would be knowing about your failures because every time we fail we learn and it's well said that failures are the stepping stones to success Thank you once again to have me on this platform before I start on the big failures at UBS I'd like to tell you about my biggest failure So I was uh, fortunate enough to raise 90 million dollars and we set up the world's first FX exchange where every day we had 5 billion dollars of trading happening on our platform and then the financial crisis hit us in 2008 and the volumes went down to you know 100 million dollars a day which was unsustainable because our clients were Bear Stearns, AIG, Lehman Brothers all had collapsed and the ones left on the platform like Goldman Sachs and Morgan Stanley they were in disarray didn't know whether they will survive so the board took a decision to you know close down the company and so you know 19 million dollars gone and i was obviously not too happy about it but realized this was the right decision so i had to go to all these um, you know i was based out of hong kong so i went and shut down all our offices in japan in australia and singapore hong kong and so on Uh, and had to let go everybody and then i moved to india when i was moving my chairman said 
hey, wait a minute, why don't you come and work for me in London or New York? And I'm like, I've just lost this guy $90 million and he wants to offer me a job. I couldn't understand. And he kept saying it's an investment. And I was like, uh, I didn't understand it. Anyway, many years later, he managed to convince me to come and join as chairman and managing director of Thomson Reuters South Asia. And uh, in three years, I made, you know, $300 million for him. And then I realized what he meant that that failure of 90 million dollars he didn't want to lose that because he said why can't i all that learning that learning shouldn't go waste and gave me another big job and that's how one could generate that kind of revenue so i always say being a finance guy a banker you would put investment in a different part of the balance sheet and loss in a different balance sheet and this was one very interesting way to you know think that they are the same uh, so learning from that, you know, I set up Universal Business School. We made a very grand plan. Uh, we invested 75 crores on the infrastructure. We thought we've built a phenomenal institute. And guess what? Our business plan completely failed. We got one crore of revenue, uh, which is again unsustainable. So we had to go to the banks, we had to borrow uh, incredible amounts of money. We even borrowed at 24% rates of interest, which is unsustainable in education. And, uh, you know, the point is, if you keep at it, you just keep at it. And this was an entire uh, all-in strategy. I think uh, everybody knows poker, right? Go all-in. So I had no other choice but to make this work, right? Because this was my life savings. Uh, so work at it day in, day out. And uh, I'm pleased to say that over the last 10 years, we had a compounded annual growth rate of uh, 46%. Uh, and the first five years, we had a compounded annual growth rate of 76%. So clearly, if you just keep doing it, right? I didn't know ABCD about marketing in an education sector. Uh, another huge mistake. Uh, but you figure it out. You stick to the guns and you figure it out. That's absolutely inspiring and I'm so glad that I heard this story and I'm sure that every time you would be thinking about the past, how you kind of moved in from a place where there was a failure and to a point uh, where it is a success. Every time I'm sure the thought used to come to your mind and is coming to your mind today, you would be uh, feeling happy and motivated about the whole thing. I'm sure uh, a better word to this will be it's a story of resilience. Now, when I actually look at uh, your uh, CV, resume or your past history of how you've worked, I see that you've worked in 50 plus countries. Uh, like you told me that you've lived in London, New York, Hong Kong, and you've also worked with many companies. What's your take on the education industry and how do you think AI is impacting the world across? AI, artificial intelligence is currently all around us, right? Haven't you noticed that you might be saying something to a friend or a family member and next moment ad will appear on Instagram. So we're being listened to, right? Hopefully not intrusively, hopefully to add to our overall buying experience. Uh, so every industry is impacted. You know, look at, uh, I'm coming back from my trading days. You know, we used to have, I'm talking now in 2005, literally 17 years ago, the concept of neuromorphic computing, right? Applications where the best traders were you know, seeing how they react to markets. We had sensors on their heads to see what is their actions when markets move, how cool, calm they are, how do they uh, react to losses and so on. So that was the birth of algorithmic trading. I'm talking now, this is 2004, 2005. Uh, today, if you look at it, you know, mobility, for example, 
has changed completely, right? Uh, we are talking of autonomous driving happening, robot taxis without anybody sitting in it, uh, you know, vertical landing and takeoff, hyperloop. So, you know, the future of mobility has changed. The future of healthcare is changing, right? We are now thinking of we might age to 100 or we can control how long we live. And of course, AI is doing an incredible job in assisting robotic surgeries. You know, you have early detection of cancer and so on. So the health sector is really impacted. The computer sector, right? The entire services is also changing dramatically with, uh, you know, people are looking at bots formations and seeing how we can use that to a concept called swarm intelligence, right? And of course, data is going to be the king tomorrow and today, in fact. And so data is becoming important for every decision that companies make. Let's talk about um, marketing, right? The entire marketing world is talking about metaverse marketing. So it's going to be such a profound reinvention of human facing technology, you know, and it will spawn every human interface, every human machine interface where sensory experiences, social dynamics and market constructs are going to be changing. Uh, you know, you're going to walk in and you'll have virtual storefronts where you can actually buy from. And, you know, even AI will assist you in buying. So marketing is changing. Uh, services is changing, right? We have chatbots today. Uh, everybody goes on the computer. You have humanoids who are answering uh, and, you know, xenobots, which is living ro robots. So I think the world is changing. Uh, I, I will add to just future of sustainability, right? That to me is the biggest issue that we face today uh, as a you know, human race. And I think that's where AI with entrepreneurship and sustainability, that combo is going to make a lethal difference to our world that we live in. That's very interesting to hear. The way you've put it so easily for our listeners, what AI is and where it is being utilized, I'm sure that uh, technology per se, which people don't think how they're being heard and how they're being monitored, uh, this must be a kind of an eye-opener, if uh, that's the right word. And I'm sure in the future, uh, we may be monitored by robots. You also spoke about uh, new trends. You spoke about metaverse and AI. What's the future work trends would be? And now when AI is into the picture, when the workforce needs to be selected, these technology would be a reason where the skill set will change. So what is that you would have for the uh, new employers? What is that they should look for when hiring? So I think uh, realizing that technology is now here to stay, I think the important thing that organizations are doing is they are saying that we need to move from organization standpoint to a people standpoint and from profit to mutual prosperity. And I think they've realized that it's from me to we. So, you know, it's about embracing the future, make work work for everybody. Right? That's the essential thing. So when they're making hiring decisions, they are looking at, you know, how can, uh, you know, resilience is becoming so important and COVID has taught us that. But how can we reinvent ourselves? Can we uh, be flexible, adaptable to reinvent ourselves, redesign to our entire, you know, life to stay relevant? Uh, there is also a very important phenomenon which happened with the big quit or the big resignation, right? So there's scarcity of talent. So organizations have realized that we need to be mindful that human beings are going to become very, very important. So uh, therefore, take care of them. So vitality is another important trend 
you know we want to make sure that our organizations are uh, ready to beat any burnout and so we're going the extra mile uh, inclusivity right the world uh, and diversity dei diversity equity and inclusion uh, so can we unleash the power of all so that's what they're trying to see can we get people who weren't uh, today in the workforce can we bring them in I, I keep harping sustainability, no organization. So they are seeing that if I hire someone, and I did that way in my Thomson Reuters world, that if I hire someone, are they, do they have their green cap on? Whilst all of this is happening, of course, they're looking for individuality. You know, can we make the business personal aligned to the purpose, the purpose of the organization and the purpose of the individual to be aligned? And finally, it's all about accountability, right? It's all about results. Absolutely. In fact, something that you've just said stayed with me and I think I'm going to think about it over and over again. What you've seen around is earlier when the employers used to hire, there was a skill set or there was a job profile which was being mentioned and then the hiring used to happen. I think the things are turning around where an employer would want to listen to the skill set or things that an employee knows. And that's how they would want to kind of make it a mutual understanding and a mutual relationship. And yes, we have to make work work for everybody. Tarun just mentioned about the great resignation uh, for our listeners. What was great resignation or what is great resignation in name? It's basically when people kind of change their jobs because of maybe a wage stagnation, maybe because of the cost of living was increasing or maybe a job dissatisfaction. They wanted to do something else, but they were doing this job because that is how their livelihood was working. This time was called Big Resignation, year 2021. And I'm sure nobody wants to remember that year. Neither do I. Also, the safety concerns of COVID-19. And I'm sure uh, what cannot be ignored is the importance of the family. Because this is the time when people realized how important the family is. And this resulted in a lot of people moving out of jobs. Uh, the ecosystems were impacted of financial companies, uh, for IT companies. And I'm sure not these were the only industries maybe that's how that came to our knowledge but uh, Tarun if you can just help us know what were the other industries which got impacted and uh, what were the newer uh, ways of life uh, newer ways of work that these companies adopted uh, for going and making a life better for themselves and their employees so I think you know uh, employers have realized that they need to reshape their value proposition right to attack uh, attract and retain the best talent, right, that they need in the future. So they're being flexible. They're saying we'll allow hybrid work. We will even allow remote work, which was unthinkable earlier. So they've realized that if they become too harsh, you know, the next organization will will benefit. Uh, employee well-being is becoming critical. You know, if if it's ob obviously that's one of the areas they are really, really focusing on. Uh, and, you know, Companies are getting more creative and intentional on how do they develop these hot skills. Uh, I keep talking about fairness, transparency uh, and flexibility are framing the pay debate that we want to make sure that everybody is getting equal pay and, and no discrimination whatsoever. Uh, leaders are getting more support to help them balance their complex, uh, you know, performance and transform agenda. So leaders are saying no longer can you live there, you got to get in there. I think so these are all fantastic things. And, you know, CEOs are showing, you know, personal leadership to say to cultivate a culture that will help them deliver on the strategic goals. So this is where I think the world is moving and CTROs are, you know, combining 
uh, analytics, planning, and people-centered design skills to you know literally craft the future fit between the employee and the organization needs. You spoke about the CEOs and uh, you've talked about their supervision, how they actually did the things themselves and made the people learn. And absolutely, when we talk about the leadership, uh, you have to do it yourself, lead the way for the people to understand. Innovation is a big word. Everybody is talking about it. So everybody has to learn, unlearn and learn. So these are the two words which come along very well. Until you unlearn, there is no scope of learning because if the class is already full, there is no scope for you to get in new modes and thoughts into it. We've been talking about leadership, but obviously when you talk about the leadership, there is a leader and there are students who follow. So we've been talking about how to have better managers, better leaders, but how about the students? So what is that you would want to tell our students? How would the students be trained for the upcoming new skill set and the employers? So now my question is uh, how Universal Business School is actually utilizing this moment of getting new students to its place and training them? So I think, uh, you know, we've put uh, this entire digital transformation, which has so many elements to it. We've put it front and center as what we call our STEM infused MBA, right? So we are saying that we are going to invest big time on artificial intelligence. We're getting together uh, a quantum computing lab. We're putting together an AR, VR, MR, which is artificial, uh, sorry, augmented reality, mixed reality labs. We are going into IoT, Internet of Things labs. So basically creating a, an environment where um, these, you know, whether it's natural language processing, whether it's uh, a blockchain, whether it's drones, all of these are going to transform every business out there. But are our students able to put their hands on this? Because this is high end technology, right? You're going to spend a lot to get this. So we are investing in all of that so that we have the environment where students can actually, uh, you know, learn. We're also going to go out there and get projects for our students so that they can actually work on live projects uh, and do prototyping or you know, 3D printing and actually create solutions. And some of them already are bright kids. They have ideas. Why can't they come to this environment and set up their own business and we'll happily provide seed funding and you know fuel the startup uh, culture uh, and, and so towards that we're creating what we're calling an artificial intelligence and emerging and foundational technologies what is ai eft uh, uh incubator so this would this would you know uh, i believe unleash a lot of you know students creativity uh, so this is how we feel that this is going to be the game changer for us. And besides that, as I said, we are very, we are called India's first green business school. So sustainability, focus, ESG, uh, environment, society and governance. This is what is going to be the underpinnings to make sure that we build something or our students build something uh, that is sustainable and it's, uh, you know, making an impact uh, on society. ओके लिसनिंग टू तरुण एक नया वर्ड मिला सस्टेनेंस जो भी करो ज़्यादा वक्त के लिए करो जो सस्टेनेबिलिटी दे एंड वो काम आगे भी आपको एक अच्छा रिजल्ट देता रहे इफ़ दैट वाज टू मच ऑफ हिंदी 
do something which is more sustainable and which defines future for you and your surroundings adding to this there's an interesting line which i borrowed from somebody you can't do today's job with yesterday's methods and be in business tomorrow that's the motto with which i live my corporate life and that's what my suggestion would be in fact tarun's suggestion the summary that he kind of gave in all the uh, words that he has said in the earlier question a uh, universal business school has gone through many cycles i'm sure where uh, the new students have gone out to the corporate world uh, where they being hired every time they are going out they become the alumni and to the newer students within the system they must be teaching new skills that are required to be perfect and on the top in the corporate world uh, when it comes to getting the information flow uh, when it is coming to the students uh, it is going to the teachers as well so what are the new skill sets or the new courses that universal business school has defined for the new age environment that we have around so i think the important thing here is of course uh, analytical skills you want to be able to uh, think through the issues of our times there are massive issues in governance there are massive issues in society so you need a multidisciplinary approach towards this learning right you want to put all the aspects and through that when when disciplines clash at that point is where creativity and innovation comes uh, when two disciplines crash so that's where which will unleash the creativity aspect so to be able to deal with that have the analytical mind be allowing yourself to be innovative and then of course um, it is all about complex problem solving right that's why companies will hire you you need to be able to solve their problems that's why they'll pay you a salary so those are some of the things which i think are very important but besides that is is the social influence right and communication is going to be very very important especially when we are living in remote environments uh, around the world around cities remote work uh, how do you communicate over platforms like this and create that impact create that influence create that relationship that's going to be the area and you know people say ai is going to take over the world i'm like no ai is going to make you even better but you want to use it so uh, i think those are some of the things uh, which we look at um, that will make a difference and finally i would say you know resilience i tell my students all the time right uh, you've been through a tough period of time now if you can continuously adapt to the situation because you know vuka has become history uh, people used to say vuka world 5 years vuka world now it's every 2 months 3 months the world changes so you've got to be able to adapt continuously be agile on your feet there's a problem think of five solutions attempt them go and take that step and some will fail and that's fine just be that's absolutely fine so i encourage them please fail 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 uh, uh, because that's uh, to take away the taboo of failure i think that's what companies are also doing okay tarun so uh maybe just let's change the chairs and look at from the hiring managers perspective what are those two three qualities that you would suggest a student should have when they're actually going out and giving an interview so you know uh it's funny because i was a hiring manager myself uh and so it's good to be on the other side of the fence i've had the privilege of going to ivy league schools and top ians uh in india to hire and uh what today's statistics is very interesting 69% of the world's most admired companies who you know which would be like the googles of the world the amazons of the world 
they are hiring talent based on two elements learning agility and curiosity and they're not looking at career history it doesn't matter how many years you have that's not therefore young uh, professionals young talent has this is the time they could have right that if you can showcase to your hiring manager that i am eager to learn i'm curious because as i said you got a problem you got to solve that problem but you don't know we don't have all the tools so i'm curious i will go deep dive all the um, resources i can put my hands on i will look at it and people of course it's uh, resources and people and then get solution to you uh, and continue to evolve and continue to learn because you know you can't say i've done this the world has changed 6 months later so you got to be learning agility is going to become very very important right agility now these are some of the words we've been hearing over and over again in the uh, past year and let me just say it it is not just that you've been talking about it people have been talking about it my company has revised its mission and vision with agility being one of the topmost out of the five elements that we need to have for a better employer and an employee and in the past we've seen that this uh, big black swan uh, event that happened in our lives uh, i'm hoping that uh, nothing in the future comes through across like that but what's the vision that you have for the next 5 years for yourself for employers for students and anybody who's associated with universal business school newer jobs will require people either to know how to use technology or how to build it so if you can look 10 years ahead we'll have some automation where computers will replace humans fair enough but that's not the big story i think the big story is how humans and computers doing things that we've never done before that is what i believe will create the new superheroes the future superminds is going to be the transformative agenda of the generation now if you put that at the base and you say what's the future forces that are driving higher education we are at universal business school we said that we want to make sure that the fundamental principle of our existence is our commitment towards a positive societal impact if we cannot positively impact society we have no business to be there like every other company this is going to be foundational the second is to bring in talent and ensure that we are true to the principles of diversity in equity inclusion and the entire organization culture and structure should say that we want to derive best out of this entire diversity so we will like to attract um, faculty students from all over india all over the world that's very very fundamental to our future thirdly we said we can't do it all on on our own so let's have meaningful partnership where we have existing gap with this partnership i was talking to you we set up a joint venture company with witty foundation so we get the best in the world uh, out there and we have partnerships today with some of the leading universities uh, in in us in uk in france in switzerland and italy and so on so we're saying let's learn from the best in the world and keep striving for you know partnerships which will fill the gaps or help us learn uh, and you know i feel is data is the new oil uh, analytics is going to be the refinery cloud is going to be the pipeline and intelligence is the gasoline so artificial intelligence is starts with data get analytics into it use it on a cloud platform and derive the intelligence which is going to drive the future of the 21st century so how can we make 
it more experiential for our students that they have hands-on uh, learning on these platforms, on these new technologies. And at the same time, we want to make sure uh, finally is to get our faculty ready for this so that they can create those future learners. They've got to be ready. They've got to be understanding the business functions are integrated with analytics and digital transformation uh, to make sure that we can create the workforce for the future. So that's our strategy. What will that mean on, on the paper? It's we're going to create India's first AI university. Uh, so we're going to really transform ourselves in the process and learn through this journey. And I'm going to end with a very quick story on how I believe uh, any institution should be able to uh, navigate this fast-paced world. And I call this the Alaskan, right? Uh, I ask my teams every morning on a Monday morning, give me an Alaskan. What's an Alaskan? Let me take you to a quick story. So there were these grizzly bears, all the Alaskan bears in Alaska, in the remotest parts of Alaska. So there was a telecom company which said we will wire up the most remote parts. So uh, they spent $20 million doing that very happy celebration, great uh, launch the, the telecom line. And then suddenly they saw that the calls were dropping every now and again, and they would come back. So they're like, this is bizarre. So the team was, you know, flummoxed and they said, let's send a team to investigate the, the board. So the team which came back with findings said that, you know, there's in the remote, remotest parts of Alaska, there's snow. And when the lines have snow on it, uh, the, the calls drop. They said, okay, we understand that. How does it come back? They said that the bears are rubbing their uh, backsides on the poles and that's when the snow gets destabilized and the lines come back. So they are racking their brains. How do we solve this problem, right? We've invested $20 million. What do we do? So they go and say, let's send a team to investigate. They get the answer that the team is trying to come up with answers. Nobody, no solution comes about. Then a young lady says, what if the grizzly bear is attracted to meat? So what if we after meat in every pole and the smell, they will come and take the meat. So everybody shot her down, said, what a rubbish idea. We're not, we're not in the uh, meat business, the logistics of providing meat. It's not going to happen, this, that and the other. Um, and uh, the CEO said, let me at least let's do a pilot. Let's check it out. So he uh, does it. The pilot comes out 100%. Yes, it works. But then they're back on the boardroom and they're saying, no, but we can't do this. And so the CEO said, I'm going to fly there and see it for myself. So he takes a helicopter, goes to the site. When snowstorm hits, he sees that, yes, it works. The bears come for the meat and the solution works. But while he's on his way back, he sees that the wind uh, generated from the blades of the aeroplane actually take the, the freshly baked snow off the lines uh, and, and do the trick. So he comes back and he says thank you to that lady and he said thank you because if we hadn't done the pilot, we hadn't taken that step forward in the ideation process, I wouldn't have come with the actual solution which costs nothing because the moment there's a snowstorm, we'll send a sortie of um, uh, helicopters to fly over all the lines and get the solution working. So that is the principle, right? No idea should be left untouched. You've got to take the idea, take it forward, and some other solution will come. And I think that is the motto for any organization and for us as a business school, that every idea is valuable. And uh, the more the ideas, the more successful we are going to be. And that's the only way to survive. 
that was an absolute delight to know this interesting story how the ideas can come over from anywhere aapka jo dimag ka bulb hai wo kahin bhi jal sakta hai and i'm sure the creative people if they're listening to me they will completely agree with me because most of the best ideas that come they come at strangest of the places and strangest of the times and uh, if the student in you or in me is alive there is no stopping off learning so if your learning continues your stories and idea will evolve thank you so much tarun for coming on the show and letting us know so many stories uh, so much about universal business school how you've been innovating and getting accustomed to the newer ways of life uh, being agile in your thoughts and also the courses that you're introducing for the students it was an absolute pleasure to have you on the show knowing so much about the education industry and how it works thank you so much thank you thank you i really enjoyed it thank you so much and uh, yeah looking forward That's it for now. I hope this episode on HT Smartcast leadership lessons will lead you into a better future. If you have any questions or requests, feel free to reach out to me on LinkedIn. I'm Swati Garg from Fever FM. To get featured on this podcast, write to us at podcast@hindustantimes.com. For the latest information on my podcast, follow us at HT Smartcast on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Clubhouse, YouTube and LinkedIn. To listen to more such podcasts, log on to htsmartcast.com or suno nayi nazariye se. This was an HT Smartcast original. HT Smartcast.